0: Good morning and you are welcome at the KLE podcast. I had to think about which one I'm on. It's uh, it's Ha 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 Day as, uh, as our usual time to get together on Kingdom Leadership Equipping. So good to have you with us. Um, it's wonderful to have so many listeners hopping on from all over the country. And hopefully it'll be across the world. Hey, that's maybe a point right now. Won't you give us a review and a like on whichever platform you listen on? Um, and maybe even go, if you go to Apple iTunes, uh, yeah, Apple iTunes, and you give us a review there. Hey, it bumps up our podcast um, into being one of those that are relevant. And people can find it. You know, podcasts are not something that you you just do a search and you find them. Podcasts uh, have to be like found. Um, so it's not like a Google search or a YouTube search kind of thing. You have to actually find it. And so we want people to get to hear about our message, and you can help us do that by just giving us a review. A five star would be nice, um, and we'd love to we'd love to have. Your reviews. You know, I found out this uh, like last week or the week before that there's something like 770,000 podcasts on Apple, Steve. 770,000. And do you know that only 18% had an episode upload in the past 90 days? Wow. So there's, you know, there's a lot of podcasts out there that are just sitting on the shelf, but they get in the way of of those that are actually uh, functioning every, you know, regularly. And and that's why we just show up every week, getting the message across, uh, keep putting it out there for for the one, the two, the 200, the 2,000, it doesn't really matter as long as your life is being transformed. And you 're getting an opportunity to think about it it 's you know for us it 's not even so much as to how much knowledge we give you but and whether you you like it at this point in time or not, but the seed we want to sow this, the the kingdom of God is about seeds being sown into your life, and so Steve and I just really want to um, get the seed sown into your heart, into your mind, that transformation can begin in your life and we can start seeing a whole new generation of people embracing the kingdom and and Jesus' way of building, Christ's way of building his church. And that's ultimately our goal and our objective. So anyway, good morning, Steve. Great to have good you. Good morning.
1: Let me get this straight. Yes. First off, so only if they write a review and they like us, do we become relevant? <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: relevant on the podcast platform.
1: Oh, oh, okay, all right.
0: Podcast yeah. No, it's it's not. It's a, not a democracy <laughs> or a republic. It's uh, not not the message. Not the message. The message oh, okay. is relevant,
1: right.
0: yeah, to whoever gets it. But we want to get the message much more relevant on the pla- on the platform, so more people can get to listen to it. So. Yeah, it's uh it it just really helps us, and of course, giving us a share, sharing it out with others as well. Right. Great. Um, I'd like to just read quickly before we kick off today. Um, we we received a, a some feedback from a gentleman called, named Tom Kill. Hey, Tom! Shout out to you. Thank you for responding to uh, to our appeal, to give some feedback and and questions or comments. And and, uh, Tom sent something really interesting, and he says, parenting. The objective of parenting is to train up the next generation to succeed. Even birds fly out of their nests. Since when does successful parenting keep children under their wing, in their home, under their control, codependent? It never has. So, if the church would stick to the basics of feeding, sharing, encouraging and equipping for each saint for each saint's own success, then those saints' light would become more fruitful. Corporate church fruitfulness might be to witness the fruit of them sharing the gospel, growing to be strong enough to succeed in endearment does bring God's presence, and this is the single most beneficial characteristics toward ever Evangelism, not preaching in capital letters. Why? As good as preaching is, it is limited. Where the body of Christ today has the current capacity to close out this age. Mathematically, if each were to win three other sinners in their lifetime, we'd be finished. Then Jesus would return. Obviously, the church has succeeded in keeping the gospel going, but in order to close out the last part of this age, we know, capital letters, The empowerment of the saints are or is essential. We also know, capital letters, Holy Spirit is going to turn up his presence. I'm not disrespecting the church, just emphasizing the need to equip and empower each of the saints. So you, Steve and Sean, are on the right track to equip each saint. Best regards, Tom. Tom, thank you so much. Really appreciate um, your input. And yeah, well, we're on the on the right track that's exactly what we are trying to say any comments from you steve
1: <clears throat> yes yes <laughs> <laughs> uh tom tom has kind of the same type of a, a background or similar to to us and uh, i've known tom for several years and um it's just it's just it, it is very nice when people do respond and they do give input because then it gives us something, not just a, Hey buddy, thank you or anything like that, but I'm talking about, uh, something you would like to talk about, something you, you really on your heart that you see a need out there. Um, one of the main things that Sean and I've been drumming on is, as though we only have one drum, it seems. Um, is that it is, an, it is about equipping the saints. It's not about, it's not about my ministry anymore. Uh, the fivefold was given in Ephesians to equip the saints to do the work of the ministry, not, not them doing the work of the ministry, the, the fivefold, and having everybody sit there and exalt them. The whole purpose is to equip the saints till we all come to the fullness and stature of the Messiah. And if I can, if I, Sean and I've talked about this, I don't know how many times, but if I can spend my lifetime just equipping two or three people even to come to the fullness and stature of Christ or the Messiah, that would be an amazing, amazing thing to see three people that actually represent the Messiah here on this earth. And um, it's not about rhetoric, it's not about preaching, it's not about how much better we can teach different things or uh, you know keep this keep this ball rolling it's about how effective are we at equipping that next generation or that or that person that's next to us to fulfill that stature of Christ here on this earth so because as he is right now as Christ is right now so are we in this earth and it's tough to get people to that place most because most of us aren't there either so. yeah exactly
0: right exactly right um you know that's something i thought about uh, this morning in my walk just before i got here and I, w- I was thinking about that scripture again that we often refer to in hebrews chapter 5 and um is it in chapter 5 yes and he says uh, in verse 11 concerning this we have much to say that's talking about the high priest according to the order of melchizedek Um, Jesus being designated as that high priest. And then he says, Concerning this we have much to say and it is hard to explain, since you have become dull and sluggish in your spiritual hearing and disinclined to listen. For though by this time you ought to be teachers, because of the time you have had to learn these truths, you actually need someone to teach you again the elementary principles of God's word from the beginning. And you have come to be continually in need of milk, not solid food for everyone who lives on milk. Is doctrinally inexperienced and unskilled in the word of righteousness since he is a spiritual infant or baby, but solid food is for the spiritually mature whose senses are trained by practice to distinguish between what is morally good and what is evil. And, you know, what I was thinking about is I, specifically that we, we, by this time you ought to be teachers because at the time you've had to learn these truths, you actually need someone to teach you again. And, and I, I was really thinking about, about that concept because it's like, all right, so what do we, what should we see? You know, it's not just like, what do we want to unsee? And I think just on my heart today is that the simple fact is we need to remove some things to see other things arrive i mean it's just the, the truths that are there that's what jesus came to do he had to remove some things to see some things come to, to see some things established established you know um established <laughs> so um uh, he focused on the 12 that was his that was his focus. That's where he spent spent his time. That's where he invested his time. That's where he invested the, the assignment and the message, the gospel of the kingdom, was in those twelve. And the 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 rest was an outflow of that. And I think what we still have this idea in the in the church, we have this idea that ministry is actually preaching, which is equated with a fence, a great message, great oratory skills, the ability to stand in the pulpit, uh, the ability to have a the the a title, an outstanding kind of uh, show of who you are, so that people will acknowledge you and approve you. Whereas, you know, I think what we need what we need to understand is that first of, preaching is heralding. It's not shouting. It's not. It's not. Um, <laughs> screaming it's got nothing to do with the pulpit firstly and secondly you know is that um why do we have why do we have to have this 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 distinction about ourselves that you know i have the ministry of i that just like blows me away i i still don't under, quite understand that steve is why why do people have to have this concept of i've got i have i have the ministry of
1: it's probably an identification thing they <clears throat> uh, they finally found their purpose or their place or their whatever it's tough to find their place or their ministry in in, in a system that's set up uh, the way ours is mainly because of the the fact of you don't have a ministry or a viable ministry unless it's recognized by somebody mm. And, uh, you know, you aren't spiritual unless you're recognized as spiritual by somebody. And, um, that's where, uh, you know, we make up, we make up different ministries as the ministry of intercession or the ministry of this or that or whatever. And, uh, you know, I'm an intercessor, you know, I, that's my ministry. I'm a minister. Uh, you know, uh, I've got the ministry of intercession or I've got the ministry of, of, um, seen into the spirit realm or I've got the ministry of whatever. And all of a sudden now it it singles you out or puts you in a place where you are special or set apart or whatever. And, and actually, you know, when you think about new wine or just wine, you just think about wine. What grape does that wine come from? Can you single out a single grape? No you can't, you can't even taste the singleness of a grape once it gets into a wine. And and I guess that's the thing that that I keep thinking about is till we all come. It's the fullness and stature of Christ in all of us. It's that place where I'm going to help you up as far as I am and help you get further, if I may. Um, You know, the the thing is, is, is how, how, if we can collectively do this, because we're a body, if we can collectively show Christ, if we can collectively, I was, <clears throat> I was called to go to somebody's house the other day to, to help. Uh, she was having some major difficulties um, with some demonic activity in her house at night. And uh, um, they were just coming in and, and terrorizing her basically. And then they would keep her up all night. And uh, I've encountered stuff like that before, but uh, it was amazing to me that, that I could not, there was probably about four or five people that I could think of here locally that could go with me to help. I thought, you know, out of the thousands that are professing believers or even leaders, and I only know maybe four or five that are able to go help and just to cast out some devils in a in a, uh, out of a person or out of a place, you know, how that's, that's not, <laughs> that's not very good. Uh, you know, cause that's one of just basic foundations of a believer. These signs shall follow those who believe, you know, they shall cast out devils. I mean, that's just a believer. That has nothing to do with leadership. That has nothing to do with anything else. That just shows whether or not you're a believer. Yeah. So I I guess that's the thing that I keep looking at is collectively, how can we get, how can we get, uh, you know, like I know you and I talk quite a bit about different things, but um, I guess that's the only way that we can bring each other up is to continually uh, not just talk about it, but do it. It says, it says that those who are, uh, you know, continuing these things uh, just have need of milk once again. You know, they're, they're, it's milk. And, and I've heard so many people talk about, well, I'm, you know, I'm past the milk. I need the meat of the word. Boy, we need meat. Oh, that that sermon this week was meaty. I mean, it was full of meat. Uh, you know, and that's what we need is more meat. And I'm thinking, you guys don't even have, and it wasn't an indictment. It was just like, we're not even doing the very first things. Yes. of the foundational principles of the doctrine of Jesus Christ, let alone moving on from here. And um, Jesus Christ said, my meat, if we want to know what meat is, my meat is to do the will of him who sent me. That's right. So if you want to know what meat is, it's not just about hearing more. It's not just about something more I can chew on. This is about doing whatever it is we know that is in our heart or is in the in, in the word of God or or whatever the Spirit of God is showing us to do. It's that ability to step out and to follow the, the Christ at that point without looking back and without looking around. Yeah. Well,
0: that's the thing. You see, I, it, it comes back down to, I think you said identity. It comes back down to, actually, how do we see ourselves, you know? Right, we, right. We, we see ourselves and we identify with the concept of membership of, of a true. church or, or belonging. We, you know, just being a Christian. Um, and and uh, we, we, do, we don't see ourselves effectively as equipped members of the body of Christ or citizens of the kingdom of heaven that represent the kingdom of God on the earth. We don't right. see ourselves like that. We, and, and you know, the thing about a citizen is, even if a citizen is struggling, they still are citizens and they will still Re, you know, represent their country wherever they are. So right. um, I'm, I'm thinking right now. What right, flashes across my mind is like an ambassador. An ambassador to another country is that. So an ambassador of the United States to Europe is America. It, he represents or she represents all that America is, and and what America says, and what the government of America. And so even if America is struggling, you know. Uh, economically or whatever it doesn't change her or his representation over there they still represent they don't say well you know i need a i need a a stronger message a better message coming from america is just uh, that's why ambassadors have to absolutely represent the the president of the united states they they cannot infuse their own opinions and say well you know i i don't like him too much so i'm just gonna stay in the embassy here and not say anything because until it right. comes <clears throat> up with the right message or until I can get a meteor message, I'm not going to go out there. You've got to right. operate as citizens of the kingdom of God. You've got to operate even in hurt, even in disappointment, even when... Right. Even when you when you're sick, you've got to be praying for the sick. When, when right. you are when you are struggling emotionally, you've got to be praying for those struggling emotionally. You've got to be out there representing, doing it every day, regardless. That, that's just that's just the journey of Jesus said. If you put your hand to the plow, plow. Don't look back. That's it. Right.
1: <laughs> there's a there's a simple thing that that whenever I'm starting to work with um, young men and and people that that are put in my path, uh, one of the very first things we start, I start looking for, start listening for is their language. Yes. If I tell you something, if I say, I think I feel, or I believe in whose name am I coming to you?
0: Yeah.
1: You know, I, I'm not coming in your name. I'm coming, I'm coming with, my feelings. Just like you said, an ambassador, he can't come with his own opinion, his own whatever. If I come to you with, I think, I feel, I believe I'm coming to you with an opinion of my place or my authority or my whatever. And I come to you in my own name. And it says in John, if, if you come in your own name, you seek to glorify yourself and I've sent you not. Yeah. The, the whole idea is to find out just like Christ did, I only speak what I hear my father saying, and at that point you're just speaking as it were the oracles of God. You're not you're not trying to add or overlay your opinion on it. You're speaking for the king, and I and that's when he begins to send out his sons. Oh, see, we're not just ambassadors for crying out loud. He yeah. wants to send forth sons that are representing his kingdom. And not just representing, these are the guys that have inherited the kingdom.
0: Yeah.
1: And we're not talking about, uh, once again, you know, we've used the term citizens. Yes, we're citizens of heaven, but we're not, you think about a citizen has no right or authority in and of himself at that point. A son who has inherited the kingdom from the king and is co-heirs or co, he is Co-leading or co-kinging, yep. you you think about the the power and the authority and the and the ability that he has that when he speaks stuff happens. Yep, and we just don't we don't have that picture solidly enough in our minds that that's who we are. We're sent not just as ambassadors, not just as citizens, not just as saints, not just as uh, whatever. We're sent as sons that have already inherited the kingdom of God. In fact, it says the kingdom of heaven is within you. Yeah. So if that's the case, whenever I'm sent to you, I'm bringing you the kingdom of God. I'm bringing to you the rule, reign, and authority of the Most High. I'm bringing to you the, the, the authority and the might and the dominion of the King of kings, the one who created all things. So here... And I give it to you, not just talk to you about it. I present it to you, just like going to that lady's house. No, I don't care about what's going on in the house. No, I don't care about what you're saying about it. I don't care about your giftings. I don't care about your anointings. It doesn't matter at this point. Let's, let's come in and displace these little guys that think they're kings. Yeah. And yep. tell them to get out. And and the same thing with sickness or the same thing with any disease or whatever else. That's it. you know, It's to come in and say, no, the rule of God or the reign of God or the ultimate authority, the complete authority of God, the kingdom of God is at hand. It's right here, right now. Let me show you. Peace. In fact, and that's not—that's not just a ministry. That's who we are. Exactly. It's
0: you have the the kingdom is in you, <laughs> you know, and you are you have been translated into the kingdom of the Son of His love, in whom you have forgiveness, in whom you have redemption. You are you have and are everything you need to be to represent as Adam did on the earth, to represent the kingdom of God and establish the kingdom of God on the earth. That's our job. Our job is not to, to represent ministry. Our job is not to to represent, you know, our church or our constitution. It's to represent the kingdom of God. And and if we begin to understand that we get that mindset, it changes the whole approach to how we deal with things because that, you know, we need to see that that's, that's our responsibility.
1: I'm so excited. Uh, there's, there's a couple young men that have been calling, uh, in, um, not just do the podcast, but they're just calling in and, and, um, they're from different States and it's exciting to watch them begin to grasp this. And it's not because, It's not because necessarily we've been talking to them or anything else. It's more like it's confirming what the Holy Spirit's already been showing them. It's like like an affirmation or a stamp saying, yes, this is really who you are. And to watch them going into homes in their day-to-day life and actually not just laying hands on people, but speaking into the situation and having people set free from whatever oppression or whatever's going on in their lives. And this is, I mean, they're going out there just in the day to day work that they do and doing this stuff. And that's, that's what we're supposed to be doing is affecting change in the world and the people around us, not just, not just getting into a place with four walls every week and jumping up and down and getting excited and, and saying, boy, you did great today. (laughs) Nice. I mean, you know, in your service, we had a service today. Well, what was our service? I mean, you know, who did we serve at that point?
0: Yeah. Well, and you know, the, I think that's that's the the clarity that we need to understand. And it's it's really just you know in in terms. What is this? These are a nice word for it, but in understanding terms, but but it needs to become part of our paradigm. It needs to become part of who we right. are is that we don't go to church <laughs> we are the church right we don't go to find the presence of god we have the presence of god
1: that's right we bring it
0: <laughs> we yeah and and we god you know is. they go oh we can sense the presence in this place is that that's only because all the saints have gathered right and that's really the, the thing about it is is that we are going to a community to fellowship together, fellowship by its inherent understanding means there is relationship, there is sharing, there's distribution, there is community, there's communion, and communion not being the little wafer and, and little right you know, glass that gets passed around, but. But communion in, in communing our lives with one another in Acts chapter two, it really stands out to me as like in in the birthing of the supernatural church of Jesus Christ in Acts chapter two, after the Holy Spirit gets poured out, it says the people they, they devoted themselves to the apostles teaching, which was of course the, the gospel of the kingdom, um, they broke bread going from house to house. And the people loved what they saw. In other words, the the, the larger community saw the church communing together and they loved what they saw. They saw them praising God, having fun, enjoying their time together, enjoying the presence of God with each other. And and they began to, um, you know, enjoy seeing that. And then they just began to impact the whole world around them as they... As they moved out in, in the supernatural to touch the, the, the community, the culture and the world around them. Yeah. Connie, and I, Connie
1: that, and I were talking about that last night, just as far as, you know, if <clears throat> uh we were part of a um a certain fellowship that that basically um we would sit around and point out each other's faults and flaws and and how you can get better. <laughs> and uh <clears throat> um she said Could you imagine if we would have spent our time encouraging one another, building each other up, letting each other know exactly how the spirit of the Lord sees us, not how the world sees us, not how we believe people see us, you know, not what we see in our mirror. But what is it that the father sees in us? What is it? Why is it he chose us to begin with? Why, why is it that he even looked upon us and looked our way and, and took us aside and says, you are now my son and recreated something brand new? What is that brand newness in us? What is that new creature? And she said, if we would have just built that into people around us, could you imagine the impact that this little fellowship could have had on this whole community? Yep. I mean we would have changed we would have changed the face of this whole community in a matter of a couple of years.
0: No we would uh, you know I think that's what we that's what we, we are missing the point. If you look at where where the greatest impact is in the world where the church is having the greatest impact and it's not in the freest countries in the world. Right. The, the impact is because they're communing there's no you know, uh, this Western style preaching from the pulpit, great oratory skills. They're so anointed. They're so powerful. There's none of that. It's just this, you know, communal down on the ground in in amongst the people kind of, of influence and um, effect happening because... Right. They just, everybody's sharing the supernatural of God and people like what they see. Right. It's, it's not just because they preach nice, you know, it's because they like what they see, what they experience right. in them as, as, a, um, as a unit, you know?
1: And they they truly have a more of a collective sense of family uh, more of a collective understanding of of unity and corp- uh, incorporation together uh, just like the instead of the individual grape they have a uh, they have more of the identity in the cluster yes. they have a more identity in the whole bunch of grapes and i and it kind <clears> of <throat> I got to thinking about our Western civilization and how it works. We used to, when, when I was, uh, uh when I had a, a small fellowship up North, uh, in this little community, um, we, we used to have communion. Well, I decided, Hey, how about we just drink out of one collective cup, you know, one cup, mm. and we'll just pass it around and, and, uh, we'll have this, um, uh, you know, one loaf of bread, we'll just take a chunk off. And, you know, kind of like they did at the, you know, like you assume that they might've done at the first communion or whatever. You know, I had the first, the last supper with Christ. Um, uh, you know, you, you, we just, I just thought, well, this is a great idea. <laughs> well, I got so much backlash from that. Cause, cause people were saying, well, what if somebody has a cold? What if somebody has, you know, and, and then you see the little kid next to you licking off the rim of the cup, you know, taking off the last few cups and then you're next in line. Are you serious? And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it it kind of cracked me up because all of a sudden I thought now we're moving completely away from faith toward God. We're moving completely away. Now I know that it grosses some people out to think that I'm going to drink out of the same cup as somebody else. But the purpose isn't that the purpose is, is we're having communion with Christ. I mean, we're, we are together having communion with Christ. At least that was my idea behind it. And, uh, but yet in our Western civilization, you know, each man has to have their own cup. Each man has to have their own little chunk of bread. And, uh, we can't do, we have a rough time doing anything collectively. You know. What, what,
0: have you seen that picture on on? It's a Facebook post that did the rounds, and and uh, Jesus is breaking the bread and the fish, and and and, uh, and it says today today's like kind of situation would be people saying, now "I can't eat fish. I'm a vegetarian." Oh, yeah yeah. <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> yeah. I you know I honestly believe Steve, and that now this is like really one of my pet things, pet peeves. You know, is that we've moved so deep into religion we think it's spirituality that's true and so what we do is we've religionized if that's a word um what is everything, now thing you know is like we we cannot take the thing from a from just a perspective of let's just enjoy our time our love our our the presence of god our relationships let's just enjoy that together and and let's see life we Religion brings death. Yes. Me when I don't know. Maybe it's just my irreligious background. I, I when I look at the whole, you know, concept in the I, I see Jesus first of all, he didn't like, you know, have this little glass pass around with a little wafer and say, "Okay, disciples, this <laughs> is what we are. You know, it was a meal. It
1: was yes. part of the meal. Yes, it and, was. And when what they put Sorry. It was part of the Passover that they were having together. Exactly, Our, it was it was a,
0: a meal. It, there was no re- religious. Okay, there was now because of the Pharisees and stuff. There were certain rites, and you had to wash hands and all your the rest of the goody gads behind it. But but I mean they criticized Jesus because he was eating with the sinners, and, he, and and the disciples were picking up on that. And they didn't even wash their hands when they were eating in the field. You know, it's like what, what you you unspiritual. Unlaw-abiding people, you. Um, but and and we still got that today. It's like, right. what you didn't you didn't drink out of the little cup. You t- did. you take communion this month? Yeah. Well, I had meal with like five people, you know, last <laughs> Sunday night. And we share. no, no. Did you have communion? Yeah. Yeah. I had a meal with five people. No. I'm asking. Did you have a communion? Did you take the wafer? Well, no. You know, we've become. So, uh, and to all our Roman Catholic friends, I am really apologize, but we've, we've become Catholic in our religious rights in the church. There's no life to this anymore. We, we, we've got rules and regulations, obligations that we try and lay on people. And where's the, where's the fellowship, the communion, the distribution, the, 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 the time that we just, the relationship where we just have a meal. Jesus broke a, had a meal with them. And not on, not just on the Passover.
1: (laughs) Right, right.
0: Every day. In fact, he he gets the whole crowd to participate in a meal. Right. And all he did was break the bread and bless it, you know, and pass it around and it increases. So there's a supernatural aspect to us having a meal together, but that transfers into a lot of areas in our, in our, Church life, if I can use that word rather than going to church, you know, in our church life there, there's so many things we've religionized rather than lifelized.
1: Right. You know. Well you're making up all sorts of words today. Oh man, I'm just on a roll. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, um, if you look at just the Passover, you know, and, and what it represents and everything, you know what? I just broke my chair. I just about fell off. Um, hey, all of a sudden, the side of it went out, and my seat went down. I went whoa! Hey, but anyway, um, hey, old
0: men are going to sit carefully, man.
1: I know, I know. That one <laughs> bun is heavier. The um, um, uh, where was I? Oh yeah, the, um,
0: <laughs> Go out the room, had, come back again.
1: Yeah, come back, come back. <laughs> <laughs> the um, uh, whenever you take Passover, there's there's a uh, three pieces of matzah. Or bread, unleavened bread that are that are laid in this little, um, uh, like a little bowl or a dish or whatever. Then they're, they're whole pieces, and uh, each one is covered with a different cloth. And uh, the first one represents the uh, the Father, the Son, and then the Holy Spirit. So there's a there's a three layers there. And what happens is, as you take you take the center one, which is the Son you break it and then you hide half of it which is called the afikomen, and then the kids run around and try to find it afterwards mm. and they they are they are trying to they come they bring it back for a reward the uh, the interesting thing about that is is at the point of the commun- or the point of the last supper or the point of the passover that they were at it says that Christ took the bread he took that centerpiece and he said this is my body
0: yeah,
1: you know, this is I basically saying I am this, and this is this is who I am. I'm the Son of God. I'm breaking my body, and uh, you know, I'm doing this for you. And so, anybody anybody that had been brought up in that culture would have understood what he was doing at that point. And at that point, too, there are four different cups that you partake of, uh, drinks of the same cup, or. Um, there's a, you drink four times from a cup, okay, uh, so they, they refill it or however you want to do it, but <clears throat> the third cup is, means literally, I'm going to go away, and then the fourth cup is, I have returned, or I'm returning, It's the and, um, uh, and Jesus, at that point in Passover, once again, says, I will not drink from this cup again until I return. And at that point, he is saying, I mean, if you look at the whole of Passover, it's talking about the life of Christ. And it's so interesting to look at it then from our perspective and to see how it works from, from, the, from, the, from the new covenant and looking back on what they were doing or typifying in the old covenant with Passover. It's, it's, it is so enlightening. I mean, every single aspect of Passover points to Christ. Yes. And so here he is drinking from this cup and says, Okay, I will not drink from this cup again until I return. Well, he's, and so they leave that fourth cup. They don't drink from it because he hasn't returned yet. Yes. So, you know, the, 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 uh, like I said, it's, it's just so interesting. If you ever get a chance, uh, anybody out there, uh, if you ever get a chance to get a hold of a, of a Haggadah or a, uh, the whole, uh, um Jewish ceremony and Passover and just look at it from the perspective of Christ and look at it from the perspective of the new covenant it is very very enlightening and uh then of course going through Passover uh I mean uh Pentecost and looking at that and how that operates uh of course points to the holy ghost and and what happened on the day of Pentecost when he was fully come uh <clears throat> you know all this stuff is is a foreshadowing of what he was already planning on doing and the revealing of everything. And, uh, it's just, I don't know, it's just interesting to walk through that stuff. And we used to have uh, Passover together as a, as a group in our fellowship. And, uh, just in fact, still every so often we'll have, um, uh, just people over for Passover um and just kind of go through that because it's so it's so exciting to see our heritage in Christ to see who we really are and that's all it does is point back once again to see who we really are and where we came from yeah so um anyway i don't know whether you've ever gone through that stuff or not but it's just it's just really interesting to me some of that historical the historical aspect of that
0: yeah it it reveals you know it, it's it's good because it 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 unfolds a lot of the new covenant understanding
1: right right and that's part of the problem right now <clears throat> is that we still we still operate in our daily lives like it's the old covenant yes. oh god please come yes. uh, oh holy spirit fall upon me
0: yeah
1: uh rain come down holy spirit rain fall upon me all of that stuff, we're calling for something that's already happened.
0: Already done, exactly. Yeah,
1: it's already fi- it well, it is finished.
0: And that translates into trying to get our healing. Right, right. Get our prayers answered. Trying right. To, trying, trying to get God to meet us. Trying to, trying to convince. You know, that's, when somebody's sick, you know, we, we put out a call and we think, that, like, the more people we can get praying, the more, faith, the more power there's going to be.
1: Right, as though God is changed by how many people yes, call him I mean, up that day.
0: Convince God to heal this person, and just like, it doesn't work like that. You know, we're no. still back in the old. We we still tabernacling around the Mount Sinai. Man, we we like not. We're not. We're missing the point here.
1: The point yeah, we is haven't is even gotten up any higher on the mountain.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's just like okay, and and then we we can't get there because it looks too big and you know, awesome. So we'll send, we'll send the Moses, you know, to get right. to get right. the answer for us. And yeah, that is somebody so that, with
1: the gift of healing. <laughs>
0: yes, well, that's it. I mean, now we, we you know, the, the super guy with the super suit and the super Bible and the, the, the super, super, you know, we're looking for the super saint, right? And the fact is there isn't any, there aren't any super saints. We, we are the church. We are the saints. You, Asans, Weans, New Orleans are the Saints. You know, you are the
1: Church. And what, and what happened if anybody touched even the garment of Christ? I mean, let alone the body of Christ. Yeah. If they touched the body of Christ, they were healed instantaneously, yeah. delivered, whatever. Exactly. We are that body.
0: We are that body. But the thing is, the problem is, is like, what we think is that we become Christ, you know, it's like the donkey that's driving, riding into Jerusalem, carrying Jesus and say, look, everybody's shouting for me, you know, it's just like, no, (laughs) just like, shut up, it's not you, baby, Um, it's like. That, but that's the idea that, that people get, you know, it's like super, super, you know, and it's just like, no, you know, we need leaders, we we need leadership, we need governmental authority, we do. I, I you know, and um, I don't, I think Steve is like, we, we, not I think, Um, what I know is we're not trying to convey <laughs> a sense of, of rebellion and, and, you know, is like independent thinking. We're just saying you relate to Christ. Christ is, is all in all. And we've got to be connected to him who is the head. Right. And, and that's the thing that we want, you know, and when leaders find their place, when, when leaders in the order of God, it's all, it all comes easy. You know, submission is not something that's demanded. Some submission is something that's given, right? You cannot demand submission. You know, leadership, if, if you're demanding, if you're demanding submission, if you're demanding respect, if you're commanding honor, if you have to remind people to honor you, if you've got to have an honoring Sunday to remind people how important you are, you're out of order. Something is wrong in the leadership. Right leadership. There's just something wrong. If it's right. that important to you, then something is wrong. And we've, you know, I know I'm shifting sort of emphasis here a little bit, but but we come back down to kingdom leaders equipping, you know, and right. and I just really want to emphasize, you know, I want I want to tell you quickly about a lady I met in England. She's a South African lady, and uh, she's not on the radar, not on the radar at all. You don't, you don't. You don't hear about her. There's no fancy um, social media outpouring and not, nothing like that. She she travelled to the uh, to England, took over a church there um, to to begin to work into England. And she said what she what she found was there was a uh, a, a Church of England church stuffed into a Pentecostal skin. It was nothing changed. So what she did was she was praying about it and, and she had a visitation from God. She had a vision. And from that vision, she, she began to work with small groups and started allowing no micromanagement, just allowing the church to be the church to flow in their, you know, in the giftings, in the, in the, the manifestations of the spirit in the, um, in whatever, you know, how, let the church be the church. And the church started being the church. This thing has mushroomed all over the earth. There is, in England, you understand, England is where God got on, the, on a Boeing 787 a couple of years ago and flew out. It just, I mean, I'm being, I'm being silly, but, it's, <laughs> but that's how it feels. I mean, the community's like forgotten who God is. They don't even know. It's not part of the culture anymore. Right. and 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 yeah within that within that culture, God has begun to establish the church and grow the church, not in huge meetings, not with huge speakers but but virally organically within the communities. These groups are popping up all over England. The last time I spoke to which was two two and a half years ago, yeah, No, two years ago. There was, she had there was something like thirty groups right across England now they 've popped up in the in the, in the in Jamaica in, in uh, America Australia New Zealand all over Europe These groups are popping up and and she just you know just keeps sharing now they they use technology of course to talk to everybody and, and have equipping gatherings so she brings in different people who have and then the eldership you know, work within that context and all the rest of it. So I don't know the whole structure how they've done it, but right. Th- the point, the point that I'm trying to make, Steve, here is, is that we think that something can only happen if we've got this, you know, some preacher that super the super saint, and then something can happen. You know, right. is that on on the I'm trying to think of the word that you know when it's organic when it's within within just with people starting to gather and starting to bring what god has laid on their heart and share it into that into
1: yeah because where the spirit of the lord is there's liberty there's not liberty, not yeah. oppression
0: yes exactly right and we kick religion out the door and we just bring life right you know but the problem is is that when we've got a small group you've always, Not always, but you've got people that they've got to come and try and be the super spiritual saint. You know, they've got to be, I'm the prophet. You know, I've got a ministry and that's what I was deferring to earlier or referring to is that. You know, we've always got somebody that's got to have some kind of ministry. You know, it's like right. um, we, we, we have to pray. We have to do soup kitchen. We, you've got to listen to my prophecies because my prophecies are the most spiritual. I'm the one that's getting, you know, just, just like, shut up. You know, it's just like the whole body has got contribution. But because you like, got the superiority attitude and you're actually not spiritual, you're religious. Shut up! Right, sit right. down and just contribute. Where? Why do we have to go? he, yay? He, hee he, God has shown me. You know, I, I preached that one church, and, and the pastor got up and 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 uh, I mean, right in the middle of the message, said, you will not change our culture. Said, you know, really, is this is ridiculous? I, <laughs> what I'm saying is, is that we, we want to go into the high school and go uh, shandai, Hyundai. This saith the Lord. You know, it's spiritual. I, I mean, religious. Right. That's the thing about, about kingdom leaders, about kingdom people. They are not people of extremes. Right. They, they're not extremists. They're not religious um, zealots. You know. They, they're people that can infuse themselves into the society, into culture, and bring impact and influence by being the church, by being a son of God right where they are. They right. don't have to preach, <laughs> you know, with with a pulpit. They don't have to say, "I am the prophet." Right. Listen, they don't have to walk down the street with a signboard that says, "All sinners are going to hell." You know, it's just like they don't have to do that because they have an understanding. A friend of mine, a friend of mine, walked into my office one day in England, and, and there was a, a certain. He was trying to make a point because there was a certain person. In, that worked in that, in that company that I was um, hired to work with. And uh, I was on their retainer. And so my friend walks in and he goes, this kind of person is going to hell. This is unacceptable. And he's talking loud like that. And I'm looking at him and I said, you need to you know, tone it down. And he goes, yes, but they cannot come in here and live their sinful lives. you know." And I said, you know what? Let me help you with something. I said, um, sins, you cannot change. Sin is the nature. That's what you change. Right. We try and and inspect, judge, and change the leaves on the tree without changing the root of the tree. The root of the tree, they need to become new creatures in Christ. Right. But what we do is we come with this religious, zealous kind of thing. And we think that if we can... Preach and prophesy like some of the super saints, and we're going to have this like super ministry and everybody's right. going to listen to us and the whole world is going to change. They're not. But when we become, when we are like Jesus, who was a, obviously the king of the kingdom, and he comes in, man, and he meets with sinners and he, and he gets into their meals and, and gets into their homes.
1: <laughs> to and all, yeah.
0: You know, I mean, really, it's just we, we, we need to bring life to our community. You'll right. see what an impact it'll have.
1: And the problem is we become, we become a lot like Balaam, uh, who, who basically feels like they're the ones that hear from God, uh, you know, that I'm the one hired to do this job. Uh, you know, it's my, it's my church. It's my responsibility, whatever, whatever it is. I mean, cause I was there and, uh, you know, I was paid to do these certain things. Well, now all of a sudden, you know, well, why don't you come over here and prophesy this? You know what the donkey said to him? I mean, you know what is, you know, when, when the angel got in front of him. The donkey, even though Balaam was arguing with the donkey and telling him to go ahead, the very first thing the donkey says to him, he says out loud, is, Nay. <laughs> be, I mean, uh, well, I, actually, no, Balaam said that in return to what the donkey said. Yeah. Balaam, they switched roles. Balaam says, Nay, be it not so unto me. <laughs> so you, you think, wow, that's interesting because, and, and I saw this here a little bit ago when we were talking, I thought, you know what? I, the Lord has put us, basically, this word today uh, as an angel in front of somebody's ass because you've been going down this certain path, and you're thinking it's your ministry. You're thinking it's your whatever, and the Lord is saying, no, don't go down this path anymore, okay. and finally, finally, uh, he has to speak to you through your ass. <laughs> and that's that's basically what's happened and um you know and and he uses two of us to do it so uh you know it, it's kind of a uh, i mean I, I can only tell you what i see you know that's it
0: <laughs> well I, okay it's the first time i'm just been relegated to the ass ministry. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well we all have our part in the body <laughs>
0: Oh my word. <laughs> Oh, well, that's good. I don't mind. <laughs> I don't mind. Oh, that's wonderful. Oh gosh! Yeah, you know if that that lady, <laughs> that lady I met. I, I, I had lunch with her, and I, I said to her, "So, you know, because now, as usual, our bra- our our spirituality kicks in, you know, and it's just like." I said, how did you do this? You know, is there a formula there? How did you start all these groups all over the world? And she goes, I don't know. <laughs> right.
1: Yeah. Said,
0: An angel appeared to me and, and said, here's a scroll, eat it. Right. Said, I can't eat this. It's not mine. And he said, I've been sent from heaven. Eat the scroll. And so right. she said, in, 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 her, in her vision, she ate the scroll. And she said, since then, the, the groups just pop up. And she said, I don't even try. And I right. said, You know that, and she hasn't got this like fancy website, and she doesn't. That's what I'm trying to say is we, we, she just does, just does what God's given her to do, and that's it, you know. And she goes, I'm not in control of anything, I don't try to micromanage anything. We, we've got, we try to build businesses. That's really what it is. Instead of, instead of just being life to the world around us, but that's like you say,
1: it's,
0: it's the Balaam kind of mentality. Is that if if I do this very spiritual and I get noticed, then possibly I'll get promoted and I'll get exalted and I'll um, I love
1: uh, um, and I'll make a living off of it.
0: And I'll make a living. That's right. I can go full time and kick up my my sad life and my sad job that I don't like doing and go into ministry. One guy I met with in in Florida, he said to me, he said, I can't find a job, so I'm going to go into ministry. <laughs> said, oh really so, so that's your answer I said that's what's sad oh, well you never met with me again but I said, that's what's the sad thing about church is that is that you know every Tom Dick and Harry they can't make it anywhere else goes into ministry because they think they can preach you know and they can make a living and I said it's not that's not what it is because you're going to resort to manipulative techniques and strategies to try and get yourself so you've got to sound more spiritual prophesy uh, you know, and there's like one guy went around prophesying. He used the same prophecy all the time. He said the same thing every time he'd been prophesied over and people were giving him checks of hundreds of dollars because he could say the same thing, you know? Right.
1: Right. And I'm
0: just like This is absolutely ridiculous. I, I don't know, Steve, I, me. I'm just, maybe I'm just too honest. It doesn't happen to me. Nobody's written me big fan.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I had a friend that, um, uh, well, I actually worked for him. I, after I resigned, uh, uh, I turned over a, a fellowship to a group of elders, and I was on my way to another city to to do something else. At that point, and I took a job as a grave digger. Now, isn't that appropriate? <laughs> um, so anyway, I'm I'm out there digging graves, and this guy this guy turns to me and he says well, you know what? I, he said, I know you've been a pastor, but I, you know, I just, I feel like I'm called to be a pastor. I said, oh, really? What's, you know, what makes you think that? He says, oh, I just know I'd be a good one. I said, oh, okay. What, what makes you believe that? And he says, well, I've got gifts. I said, really? Really? What gifts do you have? He says, well, number one, I have the gift. I have the same gift that Paul had. Really? Which one is that? He said, I have the gift of gab. <laughs> I said, what? He says, I have the gift of gab. You know, Paul could talk to anybody about anything. And he says, I have that same ability. And, and I have that gift from God to be able to just talk to anybody about anything. So I know that I'm, I'm, uh, you know, I, I'm gifted to be a pastor and I went, I went, first of all, you might want to find out where that gift gab comes from. Cause I don't, I don't see that anywhere. as coming from the Lord necessarily, but, uh, you know, you might want to figure that those are not your credentials. Your gifts are not your credentials. <laughs>
0: that's it. That's it. That's exactly, that's exactly what we, what we think. Right. Hey, so to, uh, to, uh, podcast land, to KLE land, you kingdom leaders in, in the land of those that listen to this podcast. If you're still here after these few months, um, <laughs> God bless you. We're glad you're hanging with us. Um, hey, this is just an honest sharing of our hearts. An honest, uh, you know, just a really transparent view of 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 another perspective of looking at what's going on in the church. Steve and I are about or looking at. Building the church his way, building the church christ 's way and and sometimes we just got to challenge some of the the sacrilegious sacred cows that we've we've held onto, and um hey, you know what if if we 're rubbing you up the, your hair up the wrong way, turn around and it will stroke you you know so you'll, just, <laughs> you'll feel much better afterwards so um, it 's just all about your positioning. <laughs> that's really what it is so
1: that was stop on that one
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay and the other point i wanted to make is i'm south african so i can say things that might not sound right so it's okay oh okay just, yeah. that's
1: a good excuse <laughs> yeah
0: just 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 you know you just say yeah it's okay he's just south african he's an african so i appreciate we appreciate you having you with us thank you so much for for your listens, for your sharing, for giving us a review, um, for giving us a follow on on uh, on the podcast platform. We are on Anchor FM, we are on uh, Spotify, Google, we're on 10 platforms, I think seven or eight platforms, I think, my other podcast is on 11, but this one is on about seven or eight platforms, including Apple iPhone, and uh, or Apple iPhone, Apple iTunes and so um we appreciate having you please um yeah as i said give us a review give us a, a like and a share that will be really great we'll really appreciate you and hey feel free to um send us in your comments your questions your um your your uh, your, your viewpoints on 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 whatever we're saying we don't we don't claim to have all truth in these things we just really really want to just get you thinking the whole point is is that not to try and impose on you some kind of uh, concept but really to get you thinking about about you know how we've religionized a lot of what we do in church rather than than building it Christ's way Jesus once wants to build his church. And he said that the gates of hell will not prevail against it. And uh, America, I want to say to you, we need right now Christ to build his church because we need this nation, we need this nation to be transformed. And it can only be transformed by the power, the true power of the church, not the power of preaching. The power of the true church, and you are the true church. You are the ones, baby. You are the saints that's going to make the difference in this world. And so, whether you are in America or not in America, if you're in different places of the world, um, we, the same thing applies. The culture needs you; is waiting for you to be the church, not go to church. All right. So, again, thank you very much for being with us. Thank you for listening. We we love and appreciate you so much for taking the time to listen to our rants and raves and and uh, our jokes and, and uh, (laughs) whatever else, our conversation. (laughs) And um, we appreciate you. Steve, appreciate you lots, buddy. Thanks so much again for your time. Thank you. To hop on and uh, always uh, enjoy your contributions. All right. So have a super, super day and a wonderful, wonderful weekend until next week, Friday, you are the kingdom leaders. The world is waiting for God bless you.